You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. gentlemen welcome back to the 2017 saw retrospective i am sean taylor and with me is me mark hello game fans <laughs> let the games begin <laughs> are you not entertained are you not entertained see our, see our yeah. gladiator yeah or is it yeah <laughs> so this uh this week we're taking a look at saw Five. Uh, we recently t- took a look at Saw Four, and previously Three, Two, and One. Uh, overall thoughts, Mark, on this one. Is this uh, how's this one feel for you? Uh, well, yeah, this is where it starts to kind of go downhill for me. Um, I mean, there's certain certain stuff like through our discussion, I, I have come to get a new appreciation for this series for the most part, but this is kind of the stuff where it's you know um one of our our main antagonists is kind of in the way <laughs> i'm not a hoffman fan i'm not on team hoffman okay fair enough yeah um we'll get into it in a bit but uh yeah this is where i'm like ah th- this is where i start I, I remember now back then starting to feel like all right this this is just kind of gratuitous they're kind of just kind of forcing story in and not I don't know. It just it seems to be now taking away from how good the original trilogy was. Yeah, it, this is degree. where it becomes sort of a, a crime procedural. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's more about the police work than it is uh, anything else. And well, this is just one big long getaway movie. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, to, to a degree. To a degree, like a you know. Now, when um, when they decided to do four, five, and six, um, they actually sat down and wrote a three movie arc. They okay. This does feel like that. I will give it that. Like it wasn't just a one. Oh shit! It's good. Okay, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the first one kind of really had that. Like if you never had anything else, those saw was a complete movie with a very yeah. creepy ending. Yeah. Exactly. And but, um, and but now, see, this is where they're going to sort of try to expand on it. I think they blew their load by killing Jigsaw in three. Because now you can see they keep bringing Tobin Bell back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they keep... Oh, and he has to walk and have full conversations with people now? Like, he's working harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, is people, the fans of, the, of, of Saw wanted to see Jigsaw. They wanted to see him. So oh, now you know, they have to keep all these, uh, find all these reasons for him to keep coming back, uh, which just means more and more flashbacks. Now I'm going to ask you right off the top here before we get to the rest of this trilogy, because you brought up a question I have. Okay, so to- I mean we we've said it uh, I think a couple times now. Tobin Bell is knocking it out of the park every time. Every oh time. yes, and and all, his scenes in this are the best scenes. Yes. Like it's there like he he's making Hoffman look bad, you know? So <laughs> Yeah. Um would you rather maybe they had just done a straight up 
Jigsaw prequel. I know that's a bad word these days, the term prequel. Well, but considering we would have gotten like pretty much wall to wall Tobin Bell and his machinations. Yeah. Is that. Well, see, that's the thing is you got to put yourself back into the mindset of the fans um, when these movies were coming out because the idea of. Uh, and it was sort of the Amanda idea. Everyone wanted to see the cult of Jigsaw. Okay. That's where everyone thought this was going. Everyone thought this was going to um, a place where you're going to have copycats and you were going to find out that there was more people in the world that believed in what Jigsaw believed. Like he was some kind of David Koresh kind of Charlie Manson kind of uh, figure. Right. Um, you get that nut job that's kind of cutting apart paper uh, articles yeah. and video and stuff and studying Jigsaw to become him or something right. like that, right? Like, right. Yeah. A lot of people thought that maybe uh, maybe one of the criminal profiler, FBI profilers would eventually turn and then become uh-huh. faithful to Jigsaw, right? So that's what the fans kind of wanted, and that's kind of what they tried really? to give it to them. Well, that's because that's basically what they set up with Amanda, right? I guess, but I thought uh, that the whole – I really thought that the push was more Tobin Bell, like like let's – more of the actual jigsaw, not right. his, yeah, know, his spiritual progeny, so to speak. Right, and the problem was is that they, like I said, they wrote themselves into a corner because in the first three movies, his time is so short he could only mm-hmm. do so much, right? Which is why in these movies we get more flashbacks to see why where he got the help, essentially. Um, oh, it's true, but I. I uh, this is where, it, to me, it just keeps pre- um, really, really pressing on that time limit for, like, you know, Jigsaw alone's putting in a 16-hour day you <laughs> yeah. know, just to get a lot of this stuff done because it's more and more complex as you go. And then, and then you, and I know we're going to get into it, but Hoffman's got his own little side mission that he somehow completes yeah, um, right from the opening of this one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, th- yeah, you're right. By killing him off, I think it really starts to... Like it, w- it would have been kind of neat if he had somehow survived, and th- but then still realizes like I can't do this alone, and then starts the team. You well, know, then we have Team Jigsaw, like him as the as the head. You have uh, Amanda and and Hoffman as the muscle, or you know, right. something like that. Yeah, right. And that's where, unfortunately, like you're right. Like looking back on it, I would have preferred if somebody else had taken up the mantle. Or looking back, if we had gotten, if they had not done what they had did at the end of three and killed him. If he somehow maybe he makes a miraculous recovery from his cancer treatments, well, or maybe there's the now we get in. Uh, it's the next one, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but as part of this trilogy, we find out that he actually had a he had something in mind for his treatment, a Norwegian yeah gene therapy. What? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't write into it that that actually works. Like he actually manages to get to Norway, gets cured, comes back. Yeah. You know, I mean, instead of dying, you know, in the third one, if they had uh, kind of had that kind of maybe Hoffman and Amanda are doing, you know, five and or four and five. And then you can get the return of Jigsaw in six where he's he's back and, you know, screw you, insurance guy. And, you know, let's cover that in the next one. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting way ahead of us here. I I, know I I am again watching them back to back for the purposes of our recording schedule. It's uh, it gets me thinking about that kind of stuff. But let's let's pull it back here. Why don't you give us. Uh, just a rundown on five to refresh everyone's memory if it's been a while since they've seen it. Okay. I tried to make this as short as possible. Yeah? 
but there's a lot to cover in this movie. So, we begin with the opening trap that finds Seth Baxter lying beneath a pendulum a blade. He's told that he must crush his hands to prevent the blade from slicing him in half. He presses the buttons, but the blade continues downwards and kills him. We cut back to the end of Saw 4. After killing Jeff, Agent Strom is abducted and wakes up with his head encased in a glass box that is filling with water. Thinking quickly, he gives himself a tracheotomy and survives. Hoffman saves Jeff's daughter and claims no one else is left alive, but Strom is wheeled out on a gurney after being found by paramedics. Jill Tuck inherits the mystery box from Jigsaw's lawyer. Meanwhile, Hoffman, now promoted to detective lieutenant, returns to his office and finds a note saying, I know who you are. Wanting to visit Perez in the hospital, Hoffman finds Strom, and Strom accuses Hoffman of helping Jigsaw. After Hoffman leaves, Agent Erickson tells Strom that he's been removed from the Jigsaw case. We then see a new game that is starting. Five people chained to a wall are forced to reach keys in front of them. Jigsaw tells them to work against their instincts, but tempers flare and the blonde dies. I assume at this point, Mark sheds a tear. <laughs> How'd you know? I Just dumb <laughs> guess. Uh, <laughs> through some computer research and case file research, uh, Strom discovers that Hoffman was indeed helping Jigsaw. In the second part of the game, the four remaining players must find keys to open the tunnels, which will give them safety from the nail bombs on the ceiling. The keys are found, and the investigative journalist is left in the room to die. Through a flashback, we see Jigsaw meeting with meeting and abducting Hoffman. Hoffman wakes up in Jigsaw's lair, where Jigsaw threatens to expose him for Seth Baxter's murder in exchange for assistance with his rehabilitation mission. Hoffman, given, giving up the chance to kill Jigsaw, agrees. We then see Hoffman helping Jigsaw set up the wire trap, uh, the razor wire trap from Saw, and Jigsaw gives Hoffman Dr. Gordon's pen light to lead Detective Tap to him. We also see a flashback to the setup for the house trap in Saw 2, where, while Jigsaw explains his method. In the third room of the game, the three remaining players, Britt, Luba, and Malik, must connect electrical posts to open the door. In a surprise turn, Britt stabs Luba from behind, and she and Malik survive. Meanwhile, Jill visits Erickson and tells him that Strom is following her, leading Erickson to suspect that Strom may be, Jigs may be the Jigsaw accomplice. We flash back to the beginning of Lynn's test in, in 3, uh, and Jigsaw gives Hoffman instructions for the current game. Having st stolen Strom's cell phone, Hoffman continues to lead Erickson on to that Strom was the, uh, Strom was the accomplice. In the final room, Britt and Malik find a contraption requiring ten pints of blood to open the door to safety. Before starting the tape, Britt discovers the meaning to Jigsaw's message in the beginning. Had they all worked together, they all would have survived. Now they have to split the ten pints of blood between the two of them. They do sacrifice their blood and the doors, and the doors open, leaving Erickson a chance to find them. Erickson radios for an APB to arrest Strom, convinced that he's the accomplice. Strom then goes to Hoffman's apartment, gets to the basement, and finds a tape from Hoffman next to a glass box. The tape tells Strom to get into the glass box to survive the room. Hoffman sneaks up behind him and they fight. Strom puts Hoffman into the box and it lowers into the floor while the walls begin to close in. Strom is crushed to death between the walls as Hoffman's voice says that Jigsaw's legacy will now be Strom's. And that's where it ends. So, uh... Yeah, right from the beginning, uh, I mean, I will say one thing. We're not sure about Hoffman and how he's going to conduct things now that he's in charge of the shop. Right. 
right? So the opening trap with Seth, so if we can go, let's go, let's rewind now, go back there. Um, just, I'm going to read my notes, wait for it. Uh, so <laughs> Seth, right, does what, exactly what he's told, doesn't get out. To me, that sets the tone for the traps. It's basically, if you're in one, you're dead. Right? Right. Yeah. And then I put in my notes, I just revamped this note, because I wrote this part later. I just revamped this note to add that I now know we find out that it's just an excuse for Hoffman to go on a one-man vendetta to catch his sister's killer. And essentially frame Jigsaw for it. Right. And then, right? But the dumb part is when he's... He's standing over Seth's body, right, with his partner, um, who we saw in one of the earlier ones, actually. Uh, I think he was Tap's partner. Singh? No, Singh got killed. Yeah, but this is part of a flashback, Oh, that's right, right that's right. Yeah, so I think they brought Singh back, so now we, we don't... Of course, they're not, they're not paying that Danny Glover money. No, um, no, God, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, for, okay, so Danny Glover doesn't need to be in Saw. Carrie always... If they had asked me, probably should have uh, maybe said, "Yeah, why not?" You know. Well, there's still. Um, uh, we'll, 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 get, uh, we'll get to Carrie always in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, he's he's just like the he's just standing over his body. Say, "Huh, that's the guy that killed my sister." But I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I didn't. It wasn't me. I, I just got here. I just I picked up a coffee on the way. You know. Yeah. I didn't come out of the room behind there. You know, like. <laughs> I was like, really? Like that? This uh, that—that's your first suspect. I don't care if it looks like a jigsaw murder. Yeah. Like, well, don't it, forget too. This is early on too. This isn't like current time either. No, no. But I'm no, no. I'm just saying it's like kind of basic detective work. Like, if, if my sister gets murdered, and then the guy who murders my sister is murdered, me and my brother are probably on the list of suspects. <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, don't forget, Hoffman is a decorated police officer. He's that's been with true. the force for 20 years. Sworn um, to uphold the law and haircuts. Plus, yeah. you have a killer that does this. So, <laughs> that's on the loose at this point. Yeah, he but takes I, I don't people know who, get a, who get away with things. Yeah. Right? But you, you kind of, I don't know, just maybe out of the corner of the... The back of your mind, you're like, did this guy pass Jigsaw a note or something? Like, <laughs> is it now like a Santa's Christmas wish thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> if he didn't do it, he might have just the dear Jigsaw. I've been a good boy all year. <laughs> I'll leave milk and cookies at the murder scene if you set up this guy in a trap. You know. <laughs> anyway, I do like. Uh, so now we get back to. Okay, this one. I, I'm going to say this, but this one. This one. Uh, had me a bit confused with the going back and forth. Yes. Like the whole, they really, really get away with just fucking around with time. Okay. And, you know, where other movies will give you that kind of like a haze, like it's a memory or different, like they change up your view. Um, this one, it makes it seem like it's in real time. Like this first murder is uh, Hoffman's, you know, first post jigsaw contraption. Right. Because it is highly engineered. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. It is extremely engineered for a guy who, as you said, spent 20 years as a cop. Yeah. That's intensive work. I don't know where he had time to get an engineering degree. When he, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is he just reading books while he's on stakeouts about how to be an engineer? <laughs> well, but, but to be fair. Um, to be fair. All he has to do is set up the pendulum to start swinging. 
and lowering, right? Well, no, but I mean, you saw we saw the contraption with the hand crushing devices, uh, right? But that doesn't do how, anything. Well, it crushes his hands. So, well, I mean, it crushes I don't, his hands, sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I could build one of those. Well, that's true. Exactly that's like true. that. That where it's it's like set on a on like he has to keep his hands in to trigger the device to lower, which and then the pendulum. Would stop on a specific, yeah. On a specific, yeah. And uh, like setting up a pendulum would be enough. Now you're setting up a pendulum that's going to lower at an exact point in time and keep doing so in exact increments. That is going to take a while, a little bit of trial and error. Like there's probably some slice marks under that table that we didn't see, you know, under Seth's <laughs> yeah. body, <laughs> where it's like, ah, shit, I got to cut another table in half. Hang on, gotta. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, uh, like this is extreme for. A guy who isn't even in the biz, as it were, who hasn't yet studied under, I would have thought it, for his first trap, it would have been something a little simpler. Like, sure, you make it look like a jigsaw trap, but I mean, he doesn't have the engineering background to put something together like this. So, yeah, they really, really are fucking with you in terms of the timeline, because it's it's kind of hard to buy then later on that, oh, yeah, he did this before he met Jigsaw. Yeah, and it, this is really kind of the, the, the fault of the Hollywood movie makers right because yeah, all the traps have to be bigger they have to be more elaborate you know quote unquote oh um, yeah yeah i mean even in the first three it just it was a matter of escalation like the the uh the fir- the very first trap and we keep coming back to it and why not because it was you know it's what set the stage the very first trap it was very simple two guys in a room both chained to the to some pipes and they gotta you know with some means of getting out but they gotta figure it out and there's gonna be sacrifice like it's very it's not really a feat of engineering, and and uh, and I mentioned in the last one all the machining that would have to take place. It's very simple, but yeah. so psychologically effective. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But like, actually, his first trap was the razor wire trap. Um, oh, sorry. The first trap that we as an audience see, right? Is yeah. The the chain in the bathroom trap, right? It's stuff like that. It's psychologically effective, but yet simple, and then it just goes off the rails from there yeah and guess what it only gets worse oh it, um, it absolutely does well that twister trap still was probably one of the most grotesque that oh the I rack remember. the rack oh yeah now but that's you know almost this level of complication so yeah an engineer sure could design yeah. it like like that you believe that but not hoffman <laughs> yeah yeah hey hey good cop Probably not a great engineer. It's oh, we'll like, find out how good of a cop he actually was. But <laughs> well, to survive on the force and make detective, you got to be good at your job. Sure, sure. But anyway, um, I do like so. Moving on from that, thanks for letting me get that rant out. But <laughs> uh, moving no on from that, though, I, I do like that they gave him the kind of save the cat moment, as they say in filmmaking, uh, with the little girl. He's the one. He gets to pull the little good Jeff's daughter out. Yeah, it's it's a manufactured save the cat moment. Oh, absolutely! But I will say that is a kind of a brilliant move on his part to you know try and get get all of the any attention away from him and uh, that that might be link him to what's going on. Being no, 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 I somehow got out. I saved this little girl. I'm the hero. Yeah. All right. So he gets a promotion out of it. Which okay, that's some uh, that's clever. I like that. That that's something you could see a guy like Hoffman pulling off. Well, see, and that fools the regular, uh, the regular police, but not Strom, right? No, 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 FBI, right? That's on a whole other level. 
Right, because he says he's because I guess Hoffman claims that his straps broke and he was able to get away. And then he says, "Well, but Jigsaw doesn't make mistakes, though, so that's mm-hmm. bullshit." Yeah, yeah, right. So, but that just leads to them, um, to the Strom not not believing Hoffman. Type it thing. puts that seed of doubt, yeah, and but that's the difference, right? With that that extra kind of scrutiny that the FBI is bringing to Jigsaw now that the cops maybe didn't pick like tap probably would have noticed that if he was still alive maybe he yeah he he well he was del- diving right into jigsaw and what he can do and stuff like that right so i think if if he was around he would have noticed that and uh even matthews i think w- would have noticed that like they're they're good police but we don't have them so okay we got the fbi yeah yeah um so the next scene I comment on is uh, actually we have Jill going to the lawyer's office. Yes. To uh, to pick up a box that was left by John for her. Right. And uh, all I have is just, <laughs> did you see the look on the lawyer's face? I've seen it a few times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he wants to know so badly what's in the box. <laughs> yeah, like, he does. Like, he does that little step aside and kind of turns a little bit and just trying to be yeah. professional. But he, he, after learning who Jigsaw is, like, like <laughs> that. Actually, that guy for his only scene, he actually played it really well. Like, what's in here? like, <laughs> yeah. like is it, well, you want to know, right? Because you got to have a story to tell. People are going to ask you. It's like, oh, you were Jigsaw's lawyer. Well, what did he give her? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Uh, so uh, we we then get to Hoffman returning to the office, um, right? Right, and he's got. Uh, I think this is just after his his promotion ceremony there. Yeah. Yep. Where he gets lieutenant. Um, he's got that picture on on his shelf of a woman. Uh, I now know who she is. I have my notes. Do we know who she is? But I now know who she is. But have we seen her before? No, that's a sister. This, is this okay? But we haven't seen the sister in any no. other. Okay, it wasn't some. She was walking in the back of Jill's office or something. I mean, no, like, no, no, no. Like, like they didn't pull her from. You know, remember the coffee shop? That anyway, yeah. No, she's been long dead. Remember? She's been long dead. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure because no, I, I have. I've been missing a lot of these little details. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. No, she exists only within the framework of this movie. So. Okay. Um, so we have more, uh, more traps. Now, are these traps still working in the Gideon building? There's a series of buildings that he owns. It's a, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the cops must've just torn the Gideon building apart limb, you know, room to room, just got everything right by now. Right. Because once they find out that's jigsaw headquarters or so they think. Yeah. I mean, the one from three. Uh yeah well after three right and then, yeah. then you have the re- like uh, the Hoffman's fake rescue and release it's all in the I mean the Gideon that was a, a meat packing plant so uh, that's how we get the hog rendering yep and the the devices to make big blocks of ice to freeze the meat and the uh, the freezer room where the that one Quebecer died yeah um yeah so not that it's because she was from Quebec anyway. Uh, <laughs> Go go Canadian reference. Um, again, I, I keep asking, who's funding Team Jigsaw? <laughs> like <laughs> Jigsaw I, is doing it. I guess so. 
so him being an engineer, and uh, you know, let's take a quick step back here, so I can help put it, help me put this together. So we had Art in the last one, right? Art blank. Yeah. Again, one of the worst names in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was his real estate agent or partner? I guess eh? they were kind of wheeling and dealing in real estate. Right. So are we to understand then that all the buildings, wherever we see a building that traps are set in, that Jigsaw and or Art Blank own them? Yes. Uh, for the most part. Or they were just abandoned whatchamacallits, right? Like they're... Yeah. So they... Yeah. So any of the buildings that they're using in this movie, um, basically Jigsaw owns. Right. But... They never thought to check his other holdings after they found out he owned the Gideon building. <laughs> Very true. I don't know. Well, he's dead now, right? So they all think it's over. That's a good point. That That is true. That's the big smoke screen that, that we're supposed to get here is that Jigsaw is dead and that's it. And then they're kind of working on a theory, though, that he may have had an accomplice. Right. So, yeah. So, so you, like in this movie, you kind of have to uh, go with the idea that we know more than the cops do. Right, but I try right. and think of these things though as if I were the cops. Like, okay, so Hoffman saves the day. He can. We find Jigsaw's body. So are they just trying to bring in the accomplice? Like he's uh, well, he's been party. Like we know there's an accomplice, or we're pretty sure that one guy dying of cancer couldn't have done it all. Right. Uh, we found a young woman, but still, like, there's hundreds of pounds worth of lifting to do that it's possible they couldn't have got done on their own. So they're thinking one more person. And I guess they just want to bring them in because they were accomplice to all these murders. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So, in like in, in the initial one, like in four, they thought it was Rig, uh, but he turned out to be in a trap and now dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't suspect Hoffman because he was in the trap. Although Strom still suspects Hoffman, and he's right. But well, the, yeah, and but he's kind of driven off the rails for his, for all of his yeah. obsession, right? So. Exactly. Okay, so, yeah, because I'm trying to think of it from their point of view. And I'm going to guess that some of these buildings maybe just aren't tied to them. Because otherwise, because you, you would think, okay, well, we better check all of his other holdings to make sure there isn't any even future traps set up that someone could wander into. True. Theoretically, right? Theoretically. So, I think your yeah. Canadian is showing there again. Well, not really. I mean... <laughs> Because at this point now that Jigsaw is dead, all the buildings would be up for auction at this point, right? To be sold by the city. Oh, yeah, but they have to go into the buildings first and do, like, estimates as to what they're worth. Not really, no. They probably have what they were bought for, right? They uh, city record. Okay. That wouldn't have suck, eh? <laughs> well, Maud, we did it. We finally bought our own business. Ah! You know, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some exploding whatever, you know, anyway... <laughs> Um, I digress. All right, so let's go to the uh, five-person trap. Okay. Uh, with uh, uh, actually, we have a little bit of bloody legacy here too. We have Julie Benz, uh, plays the black-haired uh, was a real estate developer. Developer, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, famously from Dexter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I believe this is like just before she got that role, but. Right. My timing's right, but yeah, yeah. So she goes on to kind of a, from one bloody legacy to another. <laughs> um, I like this one. I gotta say, I like this series of traps. 
They're all kind of related. They're all escapable. This is now kind of getting, it's now bringing me back to what I thought Jigsaw was supposed to be. Okay, fair enough. Like, like not easily escapable, and there's always, you know, uh, some some sort of sacrifice to be made. But the idea that, uh, and we talked about this before, too, the idea that Jigsaw doesn't see himself as a murderer. He always leaves a way out. But it's their choices that lead to their deaths when, generally speaking, when it happens. Right. Right, because we have Amanda makes it out. We have a couple of people who are escapees. Um, Jeff technically makes it through his test. Uh, you know, right? Th- yeah, yeah, things like that. Right. So we have it from time to time. Um, now we should just go over that because I kind of skimmed over that in the uh, in the synopsis. So basically, the Marshford Group, which is what they uh, the woman works for, they acquire new properties to build buildings. And in order to get certain properties, sometimes they they have to demolish old ones. Mm-hmm. So they hire. Uh, so here, um, on one occasion, Britt, uh, the group's senior vice president, hired a drug dealer to burn down an apartment building in order to get her hands on the property. She then bribed Luba, the black chick, uh, who worked in the who worked for the Department of City Planning, and thereby was granted uh, a building permit for the property. However, the apartment building still had. Eight people who all died in the fire. Um, Strom, we find out later, Strom and Perez were investigating that particular thing before they got moved to Jigsaw. Right. Um, yeah, they kind of hit a dead end, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So we also they were, had the blonde. Yeah, they were about she, she, to bring um, those two in for questioning when their only witness, who was in fact the drug dealer, um, suddenly disappeared. So, and if you sort of extrapolate from that, you have the investigative gir- gir- journalist who buried the story, the fire inspector who didn't who uh, fudged the uh, fudged the report. So it wasn't deemed arson, right? Exactly. Right. And it then, a, yeah. And then you have the um, the drug addict well, the, the who set himself. the fire. Yeah. Who yeah. set the fire? Now uh, he was set up by the drug dealer. Do you know who the drug dealer was? Oh, uh, the drug dealer from two in the house. Xavier, exactly. Xavier, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he goes missing because he ends up in Jigsaw's trap, which fucks over Strom and Perez on this case. Right. So everyone gets away with it. So because they got away with it, they're all brought into a trap. Right. So you can yeah, see uh... they they kind of... Jigsaw essentially caused his own. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting the words uh, out. No, no, yeah, and I know what you're saying. You're saying that that it's Jigsaw's actions which caused them to get away with it, and thereby deeming them worthy of being in the trap. Which sounds backwards, but my guess there is that Xavier didn't look like the kind of guy who would just cop to arson, or at least, uh, especially when it ends up being murder. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, not. he he wouldn't have rolled over or said he saw anything, or or if anything, he would have just sold the uh, you know some. Uh, I just saw a white guy, but I didn't get a good look at him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he probably wouldn't have given them anything, even either. He would have uh, even if it was the FBI. I think Xavier looked like the type of guy who's like I ain't selling anybody out. Well, especially myself, right? Because then if he tells the actual story, 
then he goes down the river for for uh, aiding. Well, I forget what the technically, but basically he's helping in a murder. Yeah. So therefore, you know, he's almost as guilty as the murderer himself, right? So that, and with eight counts, uh, you know, that's a long time in this slammer. So yeah, yeah. So you can. So I, I think by taking him out, it didn't really change anything. And. True. The way I see it. The way True. I see it, I, I think, like, even if Strom and Perez had managed to get him in a room and give him the gears, he would have been like, I didn't see anything. No, nope, I don't know. I didn't see anything. Or just like, oh, yeah, it was a white guy. I don't remember. I don't know. He was about five foot ten, but that's it. They all look the same to me, or I don't know. What yeah, do you yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, would have, he wouldn't have copped to it. There's no way. He's a tough guy, though. That's the thing. He was a tough guy. He ain't. Uh... Now, here's the weird thing about this particular game, though is Jigsaw usually sets them up to learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. What was the lesson? The lesson was to work together, which is weird, because that's what got them into trouble to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, wait a second. They already kind of learned that lesson. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing... The the lesson isn't don't commit fraud. It's learn to work together, which is weird, because this is where it kind of goes off the rails. Because now it's like, well, like this doesn't really make any sense. Like the traps themselves are neat, but the theme is all off. And like you, like I said before, this is where it's uh, it's starting to get to that point of unnecessary, uh, you know, being unnecessary. It's like, why are we telling this story? Because it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. As much as I said about Xavier not rolling over, it's possible he could have, he might have, under the right circumstances, because they could have brought down this larger, almost cabal, if you will, yeah. of crooked real estate developers and fire uh, inspectors, blah, 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 right? So Yeah. That, yeah, so they might have given him a pass to just basically say, "Well, here, here's the plan," and I and I'll testify in court and I get a slap on the wrist. So you're right. And then the whole thing about working together. It's like, what? Why? Why they? They already did. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense as far as why they're in the trap and what what, what are they supposed to? Like, I guess you could argue, okay, they did a bad thing, and so now they're being punished. Yeah, but it would. But it usually. Usually, Jigsaw's punishments come with some kind of irony. Well, it's almost a a, a punishment fits the crime uh, kind of thing. Like sure. The, in, in well, in two, there was the arsonist who had to go into a furnace to get a key, so he gets burned. Right. I, that's as plain and simple as it gets. He's a he likes to set fires. Well, now he's got to be on fire to to get out of this trap. Like. But that's what I mean. Like, there's a certain sense of cosmic irony to all of all of yeah, these traps, yeah, right? Yeah, an eye for an eye, uh, yeah, or whatever, yeah. You know, like the whole thing in Doctor Gordon's. Like, usually you're trying to save a life, and today you will take one away, type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. You know, it's it goes outside of Jigsaw's thing. Plus, the trap has no real bearing on the actual plot, aside from the fact that Hoffman leads Erickson to it. It's just a trap for a trap's sake. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really no, is. It, I mean, yeah, if if it were something like wouldn't wouldn't it have been kind of grand. I mean, if you could rewrite it, wouldn't it have been kind of grand if they were actually able to bring uh uh, so, uh Eric Matthews, Tap, um maybe not Hoffman, but uh Strom and either Perez or even uh, what's her name, uh, um, um, Carrie, uh, Carrie, right? Basically, all these cops in, who then, you know, end up 
learning the lesson about working together. Basically, if you would all work together, you would have caught me would being the end game. Oh, that would have been good. And uh, but then it throughout like if it but it plays out the same way, and then we eliminate all these you know major characters who we've been introduced to. That would have been kind of neat, right? Then then there's a point like if you would work together, you would have won this game. Just like if you would work together as police are supposed to. You would have caught me, but like Tap goes on his own, Matthews goes on his own, Carrie goes on, a, or uh, what's the the other guy from the 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 one we didn't like there, who the SWAT guy who went on his own? Oh, Rig, Rig, uh, he bring him in on this because he was on a one man vendetta that he had no business being in. He's not yeah. an inspector, he's not a detective. So, do you know what I mean? Like a like that would have been the big cosmic irony, so to speak, if they could have done it that way. Yeah, no, but, that's true. That's that, that's a good idea. I think that's a, I mean, that's a better use of these, of this theme in my yeah. mind. But yeah, but you're right. What we get here is just something that's just drummed up for the sake of having a trap. But really what we're supposed to be focusing on is, is Hoffman setting up Strom, which like you said, police procedural. Yeah. We, we're, yeah, we're talking, oh no, that's the next one. I think but we're talking fingerprints and shit, but anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean like in this one too, like for this trap, um, there was a lot of theories going around that the the house that they set on fire was actually the house from Saw Two. I don't buy that. And the dead bodies were the people in the game. Um, for a while, I believed that, but then if you watch Six closely, you know that's not the case, and I can prove it. We'll get to that in Six, but yeah, but no, uh, yeah, no, I don't believe it because um, I think there's a timing issue there with. Because all of these, all this stuff's happening at the same time, so more or less, yeah, yeah. But we couldn't have had a trap going because all of these, the stuff that these people are being accused of takes time to hash out. Well, don't forget there was six months between Saw two and three, and mm-hmm. four, right? So yeah. six months could be enough time. Well, no, but we have a linear uh, for all of this paperwork, basically to figure out that they're getting away with it. Uh, yeah, I think I think I it could happen. Yeah. And then, but then it'd we're be quick. Six. It'd be tight, but yeah, you could do it. Uh, uh, wait, hang on. Uh, I forget if I'm pulling from five or six now. Uh, Jigsaw is dying, and says, "I need you to set up another game," and gives Hoffman the five people. Oh, that's true too. There's, yeah, that's why that doesn't work. That's why that doesn't work. Yeah, because the house game's going on, and then he says, "I need you to give this." So that it, it it insinuate that the arson happened prior to Jigsaw even becoming active practically. Right. Somewhere well, in there. Somewhere Maybe in just, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a pre-Jigsaw event. But then he – because Jigsaw has to do all his own investigation too, right? Well, plus don't forget Jigsaw was building homes for the less fortunate too, right? He was providing low-income housing. So oh, perhaps – I missed that detail. Yeah, well, that was – they were revealed back in four. So – Perhaps the building they burned down was one of Jigsaw's buildings. And that would make sense why he would want to do this. But right. Yeah. That, that, well, that would make sense. But I'm but, guessing at that point. There's nothing no, in the no, movies it, that state that. And if they had, it would have been better. If he had, It would have made sense. It would have brought, them into the, it would have brought it into the universe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Much, uh, much more so than what we have. Absolutely. Uh, I, I put a comment here. I love the um, the uh, you can tell I'm going rogue because I'm not wearing a suit, but instead I'm wearing a leather jacket. Look, yeah, on Strom. Oh, and yeah, I I will give credit for the Strom, the initial Strom trap. That was brilliant and brave. I don't know, like if I could would a would have thought to do that, and b could have done that, and 
it's and like hit and hit the trachea right on on the first, first stab. <laughs> first stab, you can't even see where you what you what you're hitting. And <laughs> it's weird though that that Hoffman leaves his pen in his pocket. I thought that odd too, since he took his he, gun and his badge his wallet, or whatever. Everything, yeah, everything else is on the table there. He could see it, left it in the room for him. Yeah. Which is weird that, like, uh, no, you take the gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know he can get another one, but you don't want him to have access to it after he's had a perform a tracheotomy on himself just then. <laughs> so, yeah. But I guess he figured he's supposed to die anyway, right? So, so I thought that was actually cool. And then, uh, but then, yeah, he's got to get a I'm going rogue leather jacket look. Uh, uh, IED but- explosions being brought into this uh, really kind of ups that violence factor, eh? The, uh, each well, they're nail bombs, it. so. Oh yeah, yeah, that's dirty. That's dirty, dirty bombs, though. Wow. Yeah. I, I watched that uh, Deadliest Weapon show, and they did uh, some tests on those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's insane. So let uh, me ask you a question. Yeah. How soon into the game did you know the twist? Oh, about them working together. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, again, sadly, I forgot because I watched it the first time in two thousand what seven right now. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. That was the whole thing. Um, it was when they entered the second room. With the uh, with the nail bombs on the thing and the keys for the doors? Yeah, the three doors and yeah. four people. I was like, well, there's plenty enough room in there. Thank like, you. You could yeah. put three people in each one of those things easily. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly like, where I was in the theater when I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, they were supposed to work together. I don't know how yeah. the keys would have worked, but... They were supposed Does, to work together. Doesn't matter. They were, yeah. They just find all three keys, and then two people double. Like you put the two ladies in one. They're small enough. They're not very big. That the drug de- the drug addict is is a skinny dude. Yeah. And and then you know what I mean like it's not like three rocks are in there trying to you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rock Brock Lesnar and Arnold Schwarzenegger are in there trying to f- fit into these. T- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, you know, you're right. that's that's when I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, it was starting to come back to me. And then when they get to the third one, it's like, well, yeah, that's they figure it out by then. Yeah, yeah. When I first watched this movie in the theater, I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, okay. Well, I figured that out. And then the yeah. whole big dramatic reveal really didn't hit for me because I already knew. Yeah. Um, no, and it's it, pretty easy to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you don't get as good a look at those keys, right? It's not till Julie Benz actually kind of like lays them all out and yeah. realizes they're all identical and says, Oh, we could have just played past the key and just walked on to the next. Yep. The next thing. Right. So, and it looked like too, even that first trap, it looked like if they had just calmed down and taken turns, like didn't seem like any one person pulling because they could all get up to the glass box without anyone's head coming off. Right. One at a time. Well, that's fine. But even that would have worked. Like there's, they had two outs on that. One at yeah. a time. One person goes up. Everyone kind of takes a step back. Smash, grab your key. Smash, grab your key, and so on. Right. That See, would have I, yeah, exactly. I would have thought like the, the the first one would have gone up, grabbed his key, unlocked, smash the next one, throw the key, 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 and then or you just would get... even take your turns going up, you know, one at a time. Like yeah. first guy goes up, comes back. Second one goes up, goes back. Exactly right. So yeah, they they had enough room and rope for that, so that would have worked. Or like we get pointed out at, towards the end. Uh, well, no, you just one key fits all. Yeah, I don't know where you buy locks like that. Like I need <laughs> I need five locks with five identical keys, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have anything like No? Okay. Um, there's a, oh, where was the, uh, yeah, I already talked about Hoffman and like how he started in the early days of Jigsaw's killing. How the hell did he engineer the opening trap? I still don't know. Anyway, um, there's one line here I didn't like, and it's uh, in a flashback. It's, uh, we get Hoffman's origin. Right. In this one, right, where he's tied to the chair with a shotgun pointed up at his head. Like it's a... It's an even simpler version of that one he tried on the one guy, the, right? The, the, right. And he's still doing the the face to face traps with people, which I thought was kind of funny, right? It's like you're on my trap talk show, you know? Like he's just. <laughs> <laughs> but, now be uh, careful because you're talking about my favorite scene of almost the entire series. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Wait, where, Finish yeah. your thought, though. I'm interested to see where it goes. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll tell you the weak line, but then I do have a compliment right after. So. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, want to fight me? I didn't write it. The the killing is distasteful to me. Line just didn't hit. I don't know why. I'm loving everything else with Jigsaw up until this. You know, I'm I'm happy that we're getting the induction scene that I wanted in the last one. Right. But when he's, and he's just his killing is distasteful to me. Yeah. It's like. You know what? Onions are distasteful to me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I just it didn't. I, I don't know what was what's lacking here, but something just didn't land right to me. Land right to me. It was in that one line, but <laughs> around that though is what I was at, like asking. That's exactly what you were asking for last time. It, it was a, a perfect like. Give me the speech. Give me the induction. Give me the what is that thing that changes the mind. Yeah. from victim to killer. Yeah, and and, and and this one's different from Amanda because Amanda experiences it, whereas Hoffman gets blackmailed essentially. He gets blackmailed, and he's kind of experiencing one in the moment, right? He's, kind he's, of. He's, he's mid trap, or so he thinks. Yeah, and yeah, and and yeah, and you're right. He gets blackmailed into it. So his and and that's the thing. And this is where the Hoffman trilogy is. It isn't as good for me as the original because the there that passion isn't there that that uh, he's he's not on a moral uh, high horse when he's doing stuff. Right? Uh, true, but and this is why I love the scene because a it's Tobin Bell at his at his best, like and, and I actually really really like that killing is distasteful line to me because. That shows the true nature of his psychoticness. I that shows I, that he truly doesn't understand or think that what he's doing is killing. No, and uh, you, I mean you're right. I'm sorry, I agree with you. And and that make, does make the best villains. We've said it many times on this show. Yeah, that the the best villains are the ones that think they're right. And I I wanted I think I wanted even more conviction. Not, I wanted something beyond distasteful. Like kill, killing is wrong, and and basically for him to say I'm not killing people, I'm giving them a choice. Ah, see, I I love the word of distasteful because it's so, mm. it's so not what a normal Hollywood writer would write. Okay, like a Hollywood okay. like a Hollywood writer would go, killing is wrong to me, you know. But he says distasteful, and that just that adds in my mind an extra layer of hate, and why he has abducted and and is now 
putting Hoffman in the position he's he's in because he hates murderers, right? So, and that's why he, and I, I think using distasteful, I, yeah, it is a, kind of a weird word to use, but I think it shows a more, it, it shows his sophistication um, and it shows a deeper meaning to his hate, I think. So maybe, okay, because I, I, let me revamp that, and I'm not I'm not changing my mind about this delivery or the right. the writing. Then maybe not the delivery. I mean, it's Tobin Bell; he's doing awesome, but the writing. So maybe it's not the distasteful part that's not hitting. I, maybe it was the to to me. It is odd. It is a little bit of the, an odd it, performance to it. Yeah, because if you cut that out, then it lends even more conviction to a universality yes. to the comment. Right? Like d- uh, using okay, I'll give you that using distasteful adds an air of sophistication. Yep. To that wording and but if he takes out to me now it's a he's not alone it's a universal belief that he's trying to get across to other people which is the whole point of it what he's doing well that's kind of what the to me does though i i right? I, I guess i just may, I, I don't know there was something about that that made me write it down i'm not yeah. looking for things to it may have been the pause the pause has always thrown me off Okay. Although, if you if you imagine him saying the line without the pause, it does sound a little weird in your head too, right? So, yeah, like killing is distasteful to me. You know, like Uh, you know what? Actually, I think I might have liked that better. But you see, what I really like about this is, and it goes back to me being a wrestling fan. Um, If you look at uh, promos from guys like Jake the Snake Roberts, who never yelled like Hulk Hogan or Macho Man, right? He was soft smoke. He was soft spoken um and when he did raise his voice it was for a reason it was all the more terrifying right and it meant more when he did when he did agree and that's why i love this scene because jigsaw is very he's like you know blah 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 you know you know uh uh what uh, what is imitation is the highest form of flattery oh and by the way your blade was inferior yeah right so i like that he he gets to question that adage Yeah, if we, want, if we want to go to that line, I like that because he questions the adage like it's a serious form of flattery, but what you did was shit, basically. Yeah, it's like so. No, it's not flattering at all because you were garbage. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that and that again, it shows his his the way his mindset. He's he's not, he's not as offended as well. You you were copying me. He's more offended by your blade was shit. You did it poorly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna copy me, go all the way, bitch. You know, like, do it, yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a perfectionist too, right? Like there's a, a yeah jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. He's you know he he knows the proper steel to use, the the right amount of torque to put on a human body when he has to. Blah blah blah. So yeah, I, I there and that's the thing. Leading in with that, I, I'm liking the scene, the questioning the 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 flattery thing. But there was something about that line. Maybe write it down. I just in the moment I just yep. wrote it down. No, I understand. I was like, I was like oh, it seems to it seems to be like a weak line, but but it threw me uh, off at first too. But uh, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. And maybe um, that's what I need to do too. But I uh, I will say right after that, my next note is this. So this is a much better induction to the Jigsaw fan club than Amanda's. Yeah. I also like that while he gave Hoffman a chance to kill him. Uh, he had a round in the second chamber of that shotgun he was sporting. Yeah. He leaves the knife for him, and they, but you see him, eh? he checks the gun, the other bullet's there, he's got a second bullet there. It's like, yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, I thought and, that was pretty sweet. And notice how he does that in full view of Hoffman. Yeah. Basically like he does it nonchalantly, but he does it purposefully so that Hoffman can see it. Oh, and so here like, it's I'm not just he, fucking with you. Like, yeah, I will you're kill pol- you. You're a police officer. You know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. What I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I love about this scene too. Is like what like Tobin Bell just eats Costas Mandalore alive in this scene, and Costas oh yeah. Costas Mandalore really throughout this entire series kind of looks like he's sleepwalking through most of it. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but in this scene, he does actually come alive. Like Tobin Bell forces Costas to to really you know come up to his level in this scene because there's just the two of them. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, in the rest of the scenes, he's somehow struggling to play uh, a cop who's doing bad, but is trying to seem like he's not doing bad. Yeah. So what you get is, I think, from an actor's perspective, is almost like just a very neutral tone. Yeah. Like as opposed to Tobin Bell, who, as a villain, is on a quest and is unapologetic. So he's. He's calm and reserved and calculating and very much like no you you have a chance you know like yeah don't you know don't worry if you if you play the game you'll survive right there, there's a big difference there but yeah you're right in this scene though uh, uh, Hoffman has nothing left to lose so yeah, yeah he just so as a character he really comes alive and he's de- his desperation like you son of a bitch I'm gonna fucking kill you and all this like yeah he really gets to flex there and just be Hoffman. Yeah. Not Hoffman pretending to be Jigsaw to pretending to not be Hoffman, you know, or not <laughs> yeah. be Jigsaw or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, quick question. Are we supposed to believe that there is an FBI office in City, comma, the? <laughs> we have yet to identify um, what city this is, and that's okay. I actually, yeah, I don't mind it, you know. Have you gotten any ideas so far? Uh, I I still think that they're going for any town USA. Right. No, that's what that, they're going for. But yeah, because this could happen in your city. I think that's the, yeah. the terror the terror factor there. So yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although it's still in Toronto, right? Like we're still using busted up warehouses and pretty much, yeah, yeah, Scarborough, Scarborough, trashy <laughs> neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I I assume that the, either they do have an office in town or they're using. Uh, the police station. Now, I guess uh, in because they are they show that eh? they, yeah they, because they, Strom they does and... Strom does pull the files from the jigsaw case which has only happened in this one town so yeah my my belief is that they definitely have an office there because they get a lot of like back catalogs and a lot of shit set up there but. Okay. which I guess if it's a major metropolitan area yeah it makes sense that there's a satellite office of the FBI. Yeah. Now, Britt does say that she's uh, blah, blah, blah. She's the uh, she's the property development for one of the highest density cities in America. So. Right. Uh, I guess that, that I, I don't know what that would be. I mean, my guesses would be like New New uh, New Jersey. Sorry, New York. Um, maybe Detroit. I've pulled a list, but we'll get to that later. Oh, cool. OK. All right. <laughs> uh, so. So we go to so and this is where I mean we we get Strom on his uh you know in his leather jacket investigation mode here, 
And uh, when he's going through the files, and he's the one who basically tells us that, oh, remember that first scene that you saw? Yeah, that happened way before this movie. Um, so the uh, uh, but he kind of starts surmising about how, like you know how he's he's doing he, he um he goes on a one man hunt over Jigsaw's greatest hits. He's on the jigsaw tour. Yeah, he's on the yeah, like a, like I'm waiting for a little ding trolley to come by and pick him up for the next stop on the tra- on the jigsaw tour. I'm waiting for the guy from Blair Witch Two to take him in a van and go to the middle <laughs> of the woods. And... Yeah, <laughs> but then he he goes over. He tries to surmise how they got the big guy from the razor wire trap. Yeah, that's I th- weird. I like that. I think that fight scene's kind of funny because it's like, because you have a, a trained police officer, and I mean, Tobin Bell's not a small guy, but I mean, yes, he's dying of cancer, so he's he's not really it's not really like an effective two on one, but they show us that Hoffman was like the second guy. Yeah, but this guy just summons the power of fat to almost overcome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big guy though. Right? He's just he's just throwing these guys around. He does like a judo flip at one point, I think, and. I was like, good for you, man. You know, like he ain't, he ain't going out with a fight. Well, my thing about that whole scene is how does Strom know what happened? Oh, that uh, and that's the thing. Like it, you know, like he doesn't. He, dude he, was he alone can't. in his car, wakes up in a trap and dies. So it's not like he told the cops what happened. He was alone in his car cutting himself. Yeah. So Hoffman's not going to put in that hey, these two guys jumped him and oh, hey, one of them was me, one of them was Jigsaw. Yeah, and, and he judo flipped one of us, and yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jigsaw's right not going to tell you who what, what happened. So how the hell does Strom yeah. figure it out? And and then he had me in a chokehold. He puts in his report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hit so me can, with a steel, hit me with a steel chair. I don't know how that happened. You know. So it's almost like can Strom see flashbacks? Is that <laughs> like, well? The, the only thing that makes sense is that this is Strom's imagination. Like he's picturing this I is guess. The one that almost got away. I guess maybe because well they don't point out anything like okay so if they had say uh, a, in the report this cut here on his wrist is inconsistent with the rest of the cuts on his body meaning it was done with something else. That's how you could get to the he was cutting himself. Yeah, but he was trapped in a thing full of razor wire. How do you distinguish one cut from the next? This is a damn fine medical exam. <laughs> yeah, I don't and, think well, so. And, and, and now I get to say to you, wait for six. Yeah, no, I, I know what happens at six. I know what you're some, referring to, and no, I don't believe that. They have some damn fine medical examiners. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that really I believe. That's actually good detective work. They're <laughs> really good at their job. Uh, but no, you're right. He doesn't know what the hell this guy was No, he doesn't to. know. And the, you know what the weird part is, too? If I'm, on, if I'm at a point where... Like, if I'm in my car and I'm going to cut my wrist, end it all, I'm alone, no one knows I'm there. You know what I mean? If I'm at that low a point, like, why don't you just keep the bottle and just jab yourself in the neck? Two guys try and pull you out of the car? Well, you're going to end it anyway. Well, he's, but he's not really going to end it, and that's the thing. He's doing it for attention. He's I one guess, of those people yeah. who fakes a suicide just to get attention. And that they was the really reason that us... he was put in the trap. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, so this one might be a little bit controversial here, my next thought. Okay. <clears throat> so we're talking about Strom going on his, you know, his greatest hits tour. Right. And I'm actually, uh, I put in my notes here, so I'm, I'm a bit torn. Because it, while it may be interesting to see how the sausage was made, 
there's something that seems almost wrong about demystifying the mystique of the initial three movies just to work Hoffman into this original trilogy, right? I don't think it was just to work Hoffman in. I think it was there to answer questions that people had. Well, there, um, and, and, this, and I end this thought with a question, if I may. Okay. Not to cut you off, but I think we're heading in the same direction. By 2008, was there such an obsession over this series that fans wanted the behind-the-scenes training with Hoffman, Amanda, Jigsaw? They didn't necessarily want the Hoffman training. They wanted... The, the critics had questions that opened plot holes. I remember there were a lot of there was there was a lot of saw fans and a lot of saw haters at the time because they saw it as nothing but mindless torture porn. Mm. Um, they would um, say, "Well, what about this? And how you know how could he do? How could he set up this big razor wire trap if he's a cancer patient type?" Thing? Yeah, yeah, this man who's who's going through something pretty horrendous himself. Yeah, you know, like oh, how did he get six people into a house or eight people into a house all by himself with Amanda? He's a he's a cancer patient type. And thing. moving a safe and yeah, yeah. like all and how do you get the police photos for the for the guys in two? You know, and how do you yeah. know how does he know so much about medical stuff, which we'll explain later. Um. So I think that was more of a way to answer the questions of the critics to give the fans a stronger argument. Mm. Um, it is a retcon. It was a complete retcon. <laughs> yeah. But they they did it in order. I think part of why they did it was to do that. The other part, like you said, was to get Hoffman more invested, right? So you have yeah. this character. He came in before the first trap. Well, if he's been around so long, what's he been doing? Yeah. You know, this is what he was. This is what his role was. He helps out with the traps and then gets himself assigned to the jigsaw case so he can keep an eye on the investigation. Right, and plant evidence as he goes. It's a smart move, mm. right? Would you actually see him if you go back and watch the early, uh, the aftermath of the uh, classroom trap, and at the beginning of three? Yeah. If you look in the background, you can actually see Hoffman planting evidence. Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing stuff to to point the way. Yeah, like you can see, so you can see him take something out of his coat, or either take something out of his coat and put it down, or pick something up and put uh, it away. He picks something up and, and hides it. Eh? He, yeah, yeah, he just kind of whoop, he lifts something that that would be a clue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of weird though when you think about that because the whole reason Matthews got punished was for planting evidence. Yeah. So now he's hired yeah. a guy. He's blackmailed the guy to do the same thing. Yeah. Now he's also planting. That also explains, uh, at least in the uh, razor wire trap, it also explains how the how Doctor Gordon's pen light got there, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jigsaw lifts his pen light, gives it to Hoffman. Hoffman plants the evidence. Yeah, it's got his fingerprints on it. He ca he was careful to keep keep it in a in a bag and stuff. Yeah, and that was from when, and I think we saw him take it when we had the scene in three, when he and Amanda were dragging. Uh, we're putting, we're pulling in uh, Doctor Gordon and the other guy. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I remember him uh, seeing him lift, uh, take like take it out of his shirt pocket. Oh, okay. Before, yep, yeah, they got the gloves on as they're setting up the room, so they don't leave fingerprints. And right, yeah, and he lifts this, uh, and I think he hands it to Amanda. Okay. So she ha takes it out of the room or something like that. Um. So, my next note, man, more shitty-ass tubs. 
<laughs> um, hey, we talked about yeah the five four three two one style of the traps. Um, what does it make of the final trap? Oh, <laughs> brutal. I, yeah, that was yeah that was probably the most. I don't know how you would be able to keep your hand moving forward like that. Uh, eventually, I imagine you stop feeling it. Your body would go into shock. Well, the, the weird part is that they had to keep going forward. It, it seemed like it was set up that if they just cut themselves and let themselves bleed, they could have kind of like grabbed their bicep and squish, 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 squish. Let's yeah. get some more blood out there, you know? Yeah. So you didn't have to keep cutting into the arm in order to... Like, that's not how bleeding works. No. <laughs> you don't have just so much blood in your fingers, and then when your finger's gone, it stops bleeding, you know? Like... <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, he's cutting into bone and everything. Like that was so gross when he lifts up his hand at the end. Oh. Yeah, that's in two parts. Love it's it. Two, oh, I almost puked. It was love a, it. Oh, yeah, that's not hog rendering plant puke inducing, but it's it's damn close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this is why, uh, and this is what I like to point to when it. A lot of people say it's nothing but torture porn. Yeah, you're mixing up the term torture porn with gore. Yeah, this, this is, is not just meant to be gore. erotic. Yeah, this is not meant to be erotic. Obviously, no. that's not. The, no, I, I never really. I mean, you could use that as shorthand for something that's like gore for the sake of gore, but at the same time, you're right. There's there's no sexual connotation here, so don't call it porn. Well, I mean, just, well, they call it torture <laughs> porn. It's just torture for torture's sake. There's yeah, that's not, and and that's the de- definition of torture porn. This isn't torture for torture's sake. Like, there's actually a reason. Yeah, it's not hostile. Well, the guy's just doing it because he's a dick, or uh, oh, that was that movie was gross. Or the Human Centipede, where the guy's just nuts. Oh, you know what I mean. I I, uh, I refuse to watch that one. Yeah, I, know, no, I never too. will. Yeah, but I had you someone know, describe it to me, and that's all I needed. Yeah, I just I just stopped mid description. Like, so they do what? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> anything else, please. You know? Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, uh, my next note. What what is with cops refusing to have backup? I don't get these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. these guys uh, they get stupider as we go along. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's Strom's boss or whatever, um, Mr. Bluetooth headset. Yeah, Erickson. Which we, yeah, which we have to show off because it's two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very important because I have a wireless headset in my ear. <laughs> well, you noticed earlier how Erickson uh, berates Strom for. Not calling in for backup. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then he when goes, he goes in, he doesn't call for backup. He goes lone wolf, like you idiot. Yeah, yeah. That that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was awful. Like I expected him to fall into a trap straight away, and I was like, yeah, serves you right, buddy. Like you don't practice <laughs> what you preach. Not there's anything wrong with this Erickson guy. I, I I'm not crazy about this character. He's like he's just piggybacking on Strom's investigation, he, kind of. He, but he's just the cop cliche. You're off the case. Yeah, you're off the you're case. Off the case Turning your gun in your badge, you know. Like, yeah, you're off the case, McGillicuddy. You know, like, like, I'm pretty sure I saw this guy in Last Action Hero. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the angry captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then lethal weapon. And yeah. <laughs> you and your crazy cartoon partner, get the hell out of here. Get the you hell know? out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Strom's trap at the end. Yeah. So Hoffman leaves a message for Strom asking if he trusts him. Well, that's kind of a dumb question. <laughs> if he's in this room, it's because he knows what the hell you've been up to, and he can't trust you because you... <laughs> like that's kind of that's a dumb question. That's all I can say about that. Like, of course, the answer is no. 
And See, then, but that but that pays off Jigsaw's earlier thing of if you know the human mind, you leave nothing to chance. Right. Yeah. You, right? Yeah. Nothing will go wrong. Yeah. Right. Which is an explanation for the critics of you know, well, how the hell does he know that you know so and so is going to do this and get caught in the trap? Well, there's your explanation. It's not a great explanation. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it's an explanation. I bought it actually. I, I yeah. I, I honestly like because it, it was Tobin Bell saying it, and it, you know, like that's where you know I I totally bought that and it was like yeah well yeah because he he's been playing this game with human emotion human the human condition he's faced his own mortality and it continues to do so and so he's making others do the same thing yeah it's it's his games are just as much mental as they are physical for the most part yeah so i i totally believe that he's kind of in touch with that idea of the psyche and 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 you know uh, uh fight or flight reaction and you know those kind of things that would be brought to bear for this type of work that he's doing yeah i to- i totally bought it i i didn't second guess it at all i was cool. like yep i was like yep makes sense absolutely makes sense you got to know how they're going to react to be able to plan all this shit. If you don't know, you're not doing this. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't do it. Yeah. So. And Strom meets his end the same way Luke Skywalker would have if uh, if they didn't get lucky. Oh, Luke Han Chewie would have all, and uh, Leia, yeah, all would yeah. have been, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a whole lot thinner, as Han puts it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Jigsaw set up a squishing room just in case? <laughs> That's the only thing I don't know. I don't know. Uh, where the hell does a squishing room come from? Why does it, why does he have a, how, why does Hoffman have a squishing room in his basement? How did it get there? Again, <laughs> he's he's not an engineer. That's this is where <laughs> I, I, again, I, I mean, to bring around what we talked about near the beginning. If it was something that maybe Jigsaw couldn't physically do it anymore but was still the brains, I'm more on board. Right. You know what I mean? Like if he's if he had to Somehow I, I can't walk anymore and my arms barely work and he needs like an electric wheelchair to get around. But I, so I need you just as much as you need me or something like that. Right. You know, he, he uh, then his words are his most powerful thing. He's winning over Amanda. He's winning over Hoffman or whoever else he needs to. Right. And then he's just giving instruction as the thinker, as the, the, the man behind the curtain, right? Yeah. Like the Wizard of Oz, right? He doesn't come out and do you have everything for Dorothy? He's just there behind the curtain, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, and that, that I would have bought more, but this is like, now Hoffman's going, ah, I think I should build a squishing room. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, then, did you notice anything familiar about Hoffman's apartment? It was very quick. That's the thing. We're not there for very long. We take one broad sweep across it, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're out. Like, we're into well, his... He walks into the hall, like he walks into the main living room, and he walks down a hallway, and and uh, Strom that out that opens up the uh, the door the door in the floor. Yeah, look familiar. The door on the floor. The whole place. No, that's like I said. The shot was too quick for me to recognize. It's the house from Saw Two. Okay, I figured that's where you're going with the door on the floor yeah. part. So he buys up the house. Yeah. Well, that makes sense now. I was wondering about that. I'm like, what kind of a fancy apartment has this whole basement with a squishy room in it? Yeah. <laughs> or a condo, maybe, I guess. But I guess, yeah. But uh, yeah, now it's this old-timey house that he buys but, up. But also don't forget, too, because underneath that house is also the bathroom. 
Well, there's all kinds of stuff underneath that house. <laughs> yeah. Like we we we've got we're five movies in. This is the first time we see the squishy room, <laughs> and it's in the same house. <laughs> yeah. This thing is much. amazing. I'm wondering where the pool is. Now, see, this is this makes a bit more sense in terms of like them not finding everything. And I think we just figured it out. It wasn't in uh, uh, Jigsaw, uh, John's name or Art Blank's name. Yeah. It's Hoffman's house. You really hate that name, don't you? I really do. I, <laughs> I, I like your explanation for it. Art will come up with something later. Just leave it blank. You know? <laughs> 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 but... So if the so if they're looking into John and Kramer, right, and they find all of his holdings, well, they don't find Hoffman's house, right, and they have no reason to go looking there. That makes a lot more sense now to bring it all around. Okay, so Hoffman used his own house, magic house, you know. <laughs> yeah, this thing is Hogwarts. Okay, like it's. <laughs> It's got as many chambers of secrets, you know? <laughs> hey, they're not running into fucking train poles or whatever it was. Oh, thank God. Um, so I have my final thought here. Okay. So I can see what you were saying about how it becomes more a police procedural. Hoffman, being the last man standing, wants to cover his identity, so goes about setting up Strom in order to do so. Right. The traps for the group of five seem to take a backseat to all the police drama, though. And we've kind of talked about that, where it was really nothing doing, right? It has right. no bearing on anything. Yeah. So I mean, it does It does set up uh, Erickson at the end as the final, aha, Strom did it, because his phone was left at the scene. At the scene of a trap in progress, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but that just really cheapens the trap even more for just being a trap for a trap's sake. So Yeah. Uh, so while it seems to be Jigsaw's last request of Hoffman, it takes a back seat to how Hoffman gets away with it. Wait for six. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I know, but I'm saying this is my la This is how when the when the credits roll on five, this is how I'm. This is what I'm thinking, right? It's part of our retrospective. Yeah, we are taking each movie in and of itself, so I'm not writing my notes from five after having seen six, right? I'm writing them as I go. So at the end of this movie, this is how I feel. It's like, yeah, the trap really just meant was just a real big backseat to Hoffman setting up Strom and some of Jigsaw's backstory. And who cares about the people in the trap? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty bad when I could have written something better and I and I kinda did. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bragging, I'm just saying like, ooh, guys, you know. <laughs> but uh, then again, they all of their assets were gone, right? So yeah, it's easier for me in retrospect to do it. So, but yeah, that's my final thought. How about yours? Uh, final thought on this one is is I like this one better than four. Okay, yeah. Um, I think if you look at the individual movie, I like it better than two. Uh, mainly I like these traps. Mainly because of the scene between Hoffman and Jigsaw. Yes, I'll give you that. Mainly because of that. Um, But I would still, if I'm doing my rankings, I would do one through three, five, and then four. Yeah, I think it's pretty... Like one to three, one to three is a collective, and then five, and then four. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence still, like, 
like in as much as five is good stuff. And you're, you're right. That one scene with, uh, with Jigsaw and Hoffman is really, really good, but uh, yeah. it doesn't really excuse the rest of the movie for not me. really. No. And so in as much as that's great, then I think there's as much stuff to find in four. So it, it's almost like one, like one, three, two, if I'm going exactly in order. And yeah. then fourth place is tied between four and five. Yeah. I still like this better than four. I think four is a mess. But I think this one gets a little bit more on track. Um, yeah. And it does a better setup for six, I think, as far as the police story goes. Well, I, what I did like about this one, too, which might edge it out, it's not just the, the Hoffman. It's actually all the Jigsaw stuff. Like, they, in as much as it seemed kind of forced, but they did really find a way to kind of expand the lore of Jigsaw a bit. And yeah. to be honest, though, what we're coming up to... I think does it even better, but we'll yes. get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. And we will get to that. We'll get to that next time when we take a look at Saw 6. Uh, Mark, thanks for coming out. Oh, always a pleasure. And I'm Sean Taylor, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>